This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Our next guest is on an important mission uh, to empower girls around the globe. Jess Wolf is CEO of Rebel Girls, also to tell us about uh, the third book in the New York Times bestselling series for children, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, 100 Immigrant Women Who Changed the World. Jason, you have got to get this for Alice. Can't wait. joins us on the phone from California. Welcome, welcome. So delighted to have you here on Bloomberg. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, tell us about Rebel Girls, for those who may not be in the know. Tell us a little bit about this organization and what you really specifically are trying to do. Absolutely. So Rebel Girls is a global, multi-platform edutainment brand. We are focused on inspiring and instilling confidence in a generation of girls around the world. Uh, We do that through our content, through our products, and through community-building experiences. And what we really want is to raise a generation of girls who are empowered to pursue those dreams without limits. And so how do you do it? I mean, I I love all the media that you're attacking this through. And certainly this is a a moment in time, a moment in history where I feel like this is resonating even more. Has it felt like this has accelerated for you um, or is it just the rest of the world kind of catching up? Both. I mean, it's more important than ever for us to tackle these gender disparaging issues once and for all. Um, If you still look at the landscape today, um, a third is kind of the number you want to look at. A third of uh, children's books characters are female. A third of children's TV show characters are female. Less than a third of podcast hosts are female. And if you look at uh, the percentage of female and non-white, it's about between 5 and 10% across those three different dimensions. So it's time. It's time to yeah. showcase really diverse voices and characters and role models for girls so they grow up with the same confidence that boys do. I have to say, Jason and I, okay, are a little obsessed by a new Netflix series called Away, and we have yet to talk about how it all ended. But what's interesting about it is, first of all, the commander is a woman, and there's diversity, and there's, you know, just all kinds of individuals that are much more representative of society. And I feel like we have to get get to a place, Jess, and you talk about multi-platforms, you know, where we really represent what's going on to show, especially for when it comes to girls and like women, what, like that they are as much a part of this world and can do truly anything. But if we don't show it, then it's going to be more difficult to get there. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And, You know, we're trying to push the boundaries Mm -hmm. in terms of representation, in terms of diversity, and in terms of just showcasing truly remarkable women that have done extraordinary things. Uh, We started with 100 women across geography, across history, across field of excellence. We're now up to 300 women who we've told the stories. And um, our latest 100 women that we're showcasing, in addition to being extraordinary, brilliant women, also happen to be immigrants. And we're sharing their stories of how they moved from one country to another and then contributed what they did to the world. And so we've only got about a minute left. And we're going to take, take a break, do some news, and, and come back with you, uh, Jess. But but I do sort of wonder why now for – I mean, I, I, it's a little bit obvious, but I want you to say it anyway. Like, why now for immigrant – for women who are immigrants? Yeah, well, it it should have been a long time ago, but it hasn't been done yet. So that's why we're doing it now. But 
we really want to foster cross-cultural friendships. We want to combat xenophobia. We want to build awareness and acceptance for other cultures in the minds of these young girls. Um, and, and today's environment just showcases how that's ever more important for us to really foster these cross-cultural friendships and, and, and combat xenophobia. And in between the time we started our last conversation and now, I've already gotten a text, uh, Jess, from my mom down in Atlanta who sent me a picture of one of your books that a friend of hers, Lisa Carvalho, shout out Lisa, uh, gave her to read to my now two-and-a-half-year-old daughter when she visits. So it's already on the shelf, so you'll be happy to know that it's already, it's already, it. in, it's already <laughs> in the mix. So you're well-represented. So um, I got to ask you, you know, we, we were alluding to this on the way out of the last segment. You know, this notion of representation is such an important one. And I do wonder, knowing media as well as you do, like, where are sort of the blockages here? Like, who, who's making the decisions and making, candidly, sort of the wrong decisions that is keeping that one-third number where it is? You know, I think if we look historically – uh, look at the traditional media that, you know, I grew up with, you grew up with. It was princesses waiting to be rescued by princes, right? And the princesses all looked a certain way, and they were all pretty helpless, and they needed princes who also looked a certain way to come and rescue them. And I think that's just the background of what we're up against, where throughout history, that's kind of what we portrayed in terms of gender roles and in terms of what beauty looked like and what you know, beautiful people we should try and aspire to be in X and Y, right? And so it's up to us now today who are creating media to be extraordinarily intentional about who we showcase, what characters we create, and how do we actually uh, create media for children. I mean, for adults too, but let's start with the next generation that is representative of, of what we look like and who we are as, as global citizens right now. And so if you think about the traditional princesses and only 19% of children's books have female characters who have a job, right? Compared to 81% of children's books that have male characters that have a job or career ambitions. It's, it's just up to everyone now to change things. Yeah, I agree. So, where would you like to see the needle pushed a little bit more? Is it entertainment world? Is it brands and businesses? I mean, it's probably all of the above. But who do you think could really do make a make a change that would really substantially change how girls kind of look at themselves and their roles in society? Absolutely. Uh, so I think it's universal. Um, I think it's across television. I think it's across children's books. I think it's across podcasts. I think it's also across dolls um, and, and how girls play and, and, and should girls just play house, you know, or, or are there ways to evolve the, the products that girls play with and whatnot. And I think if everyone thinks about the characters they put forward and do they represent society and what are the values that they are conveying in those characters, in those stories, in those products, we'll get to a much, much better place as a society. 
You know, Jess, you mentioned podcasts a couple times. I'm, I'm intrigued by that because it's such a booming uh, market, and it is. it feels like somewhat wide open at this point. What have you seen? Like, what are the things you're listening to that you feel like, all right, well, that's a really good example of either a different sort of voice or an approach that other people should replicate or could follow from a role modeling perspective? Well, I'm going to say, you know, the Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls podcast. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just set you, I just teed we, that up for you, didn't Daddy, I? Thank you, you very totally much, Jason. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you why it's special. Uh, we take the stories of these remarkable women and we turn them into snackable 20-minute episodes that are story, they're fairy tale-like stories. And we take these girls through the journey of RBG, for instance or Oprah, or Michelle Obama, or Josephine Baker, and we tell their stories as who they were as girls. So girls can relate to these remarkable women as girls and how they became the women that did the things that they did, mm. right? And so for us, it is a wide open space right there because there's very little programming for girls out there, and the programming for girls tends to be Fictional, So we take a nonfiction story and turn it into a fairy tale and make it super entertaining and then get an equally impressive narrator to host that story, to lend her voice to the story of the woman she's telling. And that's kind of what we think is, is very unique out there and uh, in our way in the audio world to bring more diverse stories to life. So what's next for you? Yeah. So more. Mm. More stories, more women, more diversity. We have our newest book, 100 Immigrant Women Who Changed the World, coming out next week. Uh, we also have a corresponding podcast from stories from the book on immigration. Uh, we are working on a television show right now. We're working on um, a Broadway show right now. We're working on a digital app right now. So we think there's a lot more formats for storytelling that we can bring to the world. And do you feel like, Jess, and we sort of alluded to the, to this at the top of the conversation, that there is, and maybe I'm just trying to end on a little bit of an optimistic note, but you know, even the, the outpouring of support, especially I think from young women and girls around um, the death of RBG, like, did feel different a, a little bit here in 2020 and had a sense of urgency around it. Did you feel that? Do you feel that happening right now? Oh my gosh, yes. We had thousands and thousands of people tag us on Instagram and Facebook after yeah. RBG passed, um, reading their girls the story of RBG from our book and listening to the story of RBG in our podcast. And that communal collective sharing of sadness and the importance of her legacy and her story and passing that on to generations. And so I, I do absolutely think we felt this community uh, rallying around who she was and what she stood for and her story and how to explain that to little girls and make them understand the importance of it and what's left to be done. Yeah, no, I agree. So I mean, it felt like it, it, it did feel different. I mean, I think for, for women and men alike, and I think the the combination, if, if I may say, both of, you know, who she was, but also what she did for women, I think that was such an, a, a fascinating uh, combination. Took the and, fight and, early yeah, on, exactly, right? and made a difference. Exactly. All right, Jess and, Wolf, and thank how you. How she did it? Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sort of relentlessly and deliberately, right? 
And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy if you think about what she came up against. Jess Wolf, um, so cool and a great way for us to wrap up our Monday. She is the CEO of Rebel Girls. Check out We the could just website. hang out with her the rest of the evening and just like <laughs> totally. swap stories, right? And check out, because it is a New York Times bestselling series. If you've got kids, if you've got girls, good night stories for Rebel Girls, 100 immigrant women who change the world. Um, yeah. Yeah, and our next visit to Atlanta, Alice and I are going to read that. Grandma. I mean, we're going to get it here too, but, you know, t-shirts. What does, she call, what does Alice call your mom? Mimi. Mimi. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Mimi. There you book. go. It's up next to, uh, what's the other book? Yucky and Yuckier or whatever? Yummy Yucky. Oh, Yummy and Yucky. And Lulu, Lulu is a rhinoceros. We <laughs> got Lulu. them all. We got them all. Plus exactly. the classics. Anyway, Jess Wolf, it's thank you Bloomberg so much. It's the Business Week collection <laughs> of books for kids. Exactly. We've Specifically for two and a half year old girls, but whatever. <laughs>